It's time for us to have a podcast. Let's start all the talking. Our book is on page 82. We're getting underway. Wow. Welcome to the Ribbon Book Club, a Dear America podcast, where we read through the Dear America books and we uh, also make up our own theme song, even though we commissioned someone to make our own, make it for us. That's true. And it's really beautiful music. It's great. I but like it. I am a moron who has to do moronic stuff. Well, and we also just like to set a tone and then immediately heel turn on it. It's true. Just da 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 da. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello. <laughs> Hello, my ragtime gal. <laughs> Anyway, I'm Jen, that's Kate, um, and we are reading, we are finishing up, we are on part two of Across the Wide and Lonesome Prairie, the Oregon Trail Diary of Hattie Campbell. Full disclosure, mm-hmm. I love this book. I love this book too. Also, um, another thing that I realized um, post uh, art history minor is that the portrait on the front cover of this is a, from a Bouguereau painting of a French peasant I love Bouguereau. From a what? Bouguereau. I am completely unfamiliar with that name. He's a French artist. I'm going to call him Booger from here on out. Yeah, anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That is just to say that the portraits on these original books come from real paintings. I love that. Yeah. Actually, I think they usually say in the back of the book. They don't. I looked. Oh, they did in the first one. I know. Sad me. I wonder if that was like a later addition to publishing to actually... uh, credit the artist of the cover or they might say like cover art something that's something. exactly what i'm looking for but they don't um name check the actual painting that the portrait's from um, okay well we Trust are on this. page 82 yes and, and my goodness, what a ride it has been to this, the middle of the book. Yeah. So just to recap, they've been walking, 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 walking. Um, Hattie uh, committed involuntary manslaughter <gasps> by accidentally picking hemlock. Water hemlock, water specifically. Hemlock. Um, um, which, the roots of which do look like pale carrots, like you might think yeah. of as a parsnip or She's something like that. She's got a real good friend named Pepper, who she has low-key into she's she and she's also of... into her brother wade yeah 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 her twin brother wade i think sorry wait we use too many pronouns right there she's into patty is into pepper's, pepper's twin, twin brother, brother wade. wade yes and maybe a little into pepper too listen all of our best friends yeah do we want to be them do or we, do want, we to want to love them be do with we... them right exactly that's the I think there's a lot of that going on in yeah. this book, and it'll only get more, and we will call it out as it comes up, because we got to make every book gay, a little well, bit. That's true. I also think Christina Gregory, who also wrote Winter of the Red Snow, mm-hmm. um, no, you know no, what? That's it was not men. the one. Yeah. Yep, it was men it in wasn't, the first book. Yeah. I think, honestly, I think this one is a little gayer yeah. than men. Yeah. I, well, yes, I yeah. agree. Because um, Mem, her. honestly, was just that one passage where she was describing her friend, and she was like, oh, she's so pretty. Um, and then it was like, moving on. This one, she comes back right. again this and is, again. This is and her. she's like, listen, Pepper might be married, but like we hang out all the time. 
that's my boo and I don't like sharing her with yeah. her boo. Yeah. Yeah. So Pepper just got married um, and Aunt June is pregnant and they're on their way. Yeah. Um, we have been dealing previous to the middle of this book. One of the last things we discussed before we broke up last time was the thievery of Mrs. Kenker. Oh, Mrs. Kenker. <sighs> okay. I love the names in here because Kenker mm-hmm. sounds like like a canker sore. Yes. Um, and I like when people's names kind of fit them. Like, mm-hmm. again, Mrs. Big Mrs. being Big. a very large mm-hmm. woman. Uh, at first, that's quite laughable. But Although Mrs. it's not her given name. Sarah. Sarah, well, Sarah, but, you know, she married Mr. Big, so presumably she wasn't born with the name Big. Maybe her original name was Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> and she marries Mr. Big. Oh, oh, that's where you're going with that. That's obviously, there was clearly a Sex in the City reference. <laughs> Children, um, that's a show for later. Not really. No, it's no, not. It's a show for skip. never. You can skip Honest that. to God, I show. wish that I never would have seen it. I've only seen a handful of episodes, and it's not great. I feel like if you've seen a handful of episodes, you did it. Yeah. You, I don't understand people's obsession with it. No. When there are shows like Taskmaster, yeah. where you can be properly obsessed, <laughs> and correctly so. Welcome to my world, where I prefer my shows to be completely platonic, uh, but still have some cuddling. That's true. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, so we are walking. Mm-hmm. Um, hop, 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 oh, there. Okay. So uh, starting right on page eighty-two. Yeah, we're lo- we're starting to lose more animals. Oh, um, this was heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, if you have a hard time with animal death, maybe this, this book is maybe not for you. I mean, they don't go into great detail, and we don't really get. A chance to meet the animals or get no. attached to them. No, but like they're very every much, third page. They're very much work animals, and it, and it is sad, but it's also like kind of like glossed over. So if you Can are, you imagine how vile the trail must have been with the dust and the bites and the rotting animal carcasses. This is what I desperately want to know: is like how much archaeology um, excavating have they done on the Oregon Trail? Because it was, as we'll see in this half of the book littered littered with things that people had to unfortunately toss aside so yeah with with these animals dying tall joe says uh we have to lighten our loads to make it easier on the tired animals um and so ma says um the dresser and the rocker can go but i will never part with your sister's things again some some foreshadowing i think um and uh you know, so they unload things. There's like a china hutch. There's all the whole, books. Yeah, thing of books. I don't think I could have left. No. Well, you would have to. And I think that's... that's. Uh, I maybe would have just stayed with the books. I, like, this is enough. I'm going to stay here. I'm a little bit of a... Of like, I wouldn't, I'm, not a, I'm not a hoarder. I'm a collector. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. And so... I think I, all hoarders say that. <laughs> Um, I'm not a I'm not a methodical collector, but I just like knickknacks, you know. I hate. I'm knick-knacks. a maximalist. I've seen your house. You have collectibles. Maybe just in my office. Anything that doesn't. Oh, fit I'm in the sorry. Office. Do you not have a line of twenty mannequin heads across your living room with tiaras on them? Full disclosure. I kind of hate those mannequin heads. I've been campaigning <laughs> to get rid of them for a long time because they creep me out. Don't they do tell Dan. Of, 
<laughs> Luckily, Dad doesn't listen to this podcast. Right. All those tiaras are supposed to be in a box. Oh, okay. I have a box for them. Yeah. It's a really pretty wood box. It's yeah. like all handmade and gorgeous. The only one that doesn't fit is the Starburst one mm-hmm. that sits on the back of my head. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I have 20 tiaras, but it's not hoarding if they fit in a box. Okay. Uh, you might... If you were on the Oregon Trail, you might have to leave them behind. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I, I think the mannequin heads would be the first thing to go. Mm-hmm. Never mind that they are light. Yeah. Um. Yeah, oh, Ben, her br- little brother Ben broke his arm. Although the break Sad. could have been significantly worse. Yeah. And father's able to set it, which I think shows some of the wonderful skills that people on the Oregon Trail had to practice mm-hmm. and, and have not only um, being able to forage for food safely, but also be able to practice not only basic, but advanced medical care. Yeah. Um, like, setting a bone is not a small deal. Mm-hmm. I know I could do it, but it's not simple. I don't think I could do it. Oh, you could. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you're so confident in me and then you gave me a quick assessment and then yeah no it's you're fine. right i'll come over and i'll set your kids bones thank don't you. worry about it thank you in the zombie apocalypse where mm-hmm. we're forced to do such a thing yeah yeah so yeah good thing pa knew what he was doing and it seems to have worked out but yeah. uh, ben is still a little out of commission um poor baby ben yeah um yeah so pepper invites uh hattie to walk with her and she's like "Mm, okay a question that comes up repeatedly is hattie trying to get information about what it's like to be loved by a man yes and for the same reason that kids we're not going to tell you that uh none of the characters in the books are willing to tell hattie either everybody keeps this like mystery from her Mm -hmm. because that was and according to many people still is appropriate um, and depending on your age range, I suppose I agree, but I'd rather have, especially little girls, have more information than less. Yeah, I think... Um, mm-hmm. But back in the old days, it was historically appropriate that little not. girls not be given that information. It was not discussed. It was not talked about. Yeah. We, um, al- we also have to wonder if Pepper even knew anything before getting married. Because she's 15. For 14? Yeah. She's, she's not old. No, she's quite young. Um, Don't get married at 15, guys. Your brains aren't even no, done. No, you shouldn't do that. Um, yeah, so she's she repeatedly asked Pepper what it's like to be married, and Pepper's just like, mm-hmm. Tee-hee. We have re- reached, um, they've gone 900 miles, which is about the halfway point mm-hmm. along the Oregon Trail. Um, and they're crossing what's called the Continental Divide. Yeah, a Continental Divide. Did you know that's not the only one? I did not. <gasps> Ooh, this is a fun piece of trivia that I can share. So the continental divide that they're crossing, it's, you know, on one side, the water from the rivers all flow into the Pacific Ocean. And the other side, they all flow east towards the know, Atlantic, the, the Atlantic or the Gulf of Mexico. Right. Which There's, is the Atlantic. Sure. There's another continental divide near where I grew up where... All the water on one side flows down into the basically into the Mississippi and down to the Gulf of Mexico, and on the other side it flows into the Atlantic. Well, butter my butt and call me King Friday. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Huh. Fun. Yeah. 
Um, I love talking about Continental Divides. Uh, I think it's also fascinating. Um, but, the, you know, they're dealing with a great deal of elevation here. Um, they're saying that mm-hmm. the air is thin and cold because they're about 8,000 feet above sea, yeah, sea, so sea level. Yeah, so we're going to start getting into the mountainous area of the west of the trail. Right. Uh, leaving perilous. the Great Plains, yeah. heading into mm-hmm. the mountains. Uh, uh, we still have Ma, who is just like not able to celebrate. She says, not until her feet are in Oregon City will she celebrate. Yeah. Um, and she still doesn't want to upset Ma with news about Mrs. Kenker. Mm-hmm. I thought, this is my theory, is like, I feel like if you gave Ma someone else to be mad at. <laughs> she would stop being mad at Pa. Yeah. I think that's a valid uh, theory. Might be. You kind of focus your energy on something else. And but then, it also might be an issue of... Or it might compound, like... Well, maybe. Like, the, you put us in this situation with these terrible people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, on top of, like, having to move everything, now also my stuff is being stolen. Right. Okay, well... <laughs> yeah. Um, but on the other hand, I think it's also... Isn't it better to stay with the devil you know? Like, I understand that my mom is mad at my dad. Mm -hmm. I can live with that. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas if mom is exploding at people socially around us, Uh things get much more volatile. Well, I guess, like, I'm just kind of team, like, tell someone, I guess. Like, this whole time with Mrs. Kanker, like, I'm not a fan of, like, her seeing this woman do something and then just, like, have to sit with that secret. I feel like... Interestingly, on this page, mm-hmm. that is lifted because yes. she tells Mrs. Big, Sarah Big, about mm-hmm. the problem, and she offers some perspective on the Kenkers and some of the loss mm-hmm. uh, that they've recently experienced. Um, so she is saying that they were our neighbors back in Elm Creek, uh, and there's something you need to know. Mrs. Big then told me that the next few days... That, f- that a few days before the families from Elm Creek planned to set out for Oregon, uh, the Kenker's house caught fire and burned to the ground. Mm. Everything was lost, all their supplies and all their belongings, everything. But the worst of all was that their two grown sons died. Mm-hmm. These sons were going to drive their wagon west and help them start a new life. I can't imagine that kind of... House fires freak me out anyway. Oh, yeah. I was petrified of them as a kid mm-hmm. around this age i was having like nightmares that are because we were also learning about stop, stop drop, drop and roll. roll yep stop drop and roll uh according to all of our teachers should have been a bigger deal in our lives i know i, know. I really thought i would have been using it by now right uh but Not yeah once have i caught on fire i was i had like one really memorable dream where i like knew that my house was gonna catch on fire and so we were like packing <laughs> and i just couldn't decide which books to bring Oh, man. Yeah. No, I yeah. I would have. Yeah. That would have been my Sophie's choice. I know. I was like, obviously books, the Animorphs come. Books or Barbies. I can't decide. Oh, the Barbies I would have left. <laughs> I love Barbie now in like a cultural way. Yeah. But like, it wasn't my bag as yeah. a kid. I was I was a big Barbie girl. Good for you. Ba-da-ba-da-ba. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. So, but like, they're saying it's, it's good that Hattie's learning more about Mrs. Kanker and is learning more about like, hey, she's not this one dimensional, just like mm-hmm. evil old lady. I know I say this all the time, but hurt people hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. But this is the, this is the route where I'm like, okay, Mrs. Big, you know what's going on. So there are adults around who know what's happening and like see what's happening. And I guess, I don't know if they are, maybe they're they're 
discussions happening that we're not privy to because we're in Hattie's point of view. But, like, my thinking is, like, where are the adults in this situation? Are they just letting this person just, like, deal with her hurt and then seeing her react to it by stealing from other people and just, like, sitting back and watching it happen? Well, I think in addition to the stealing, it's the hoarding. Well, it's a hoarding and, and also, yeah. Which it's, is, it's just, it's, I think it's two separate manifestations yeah. of a problem. Yeah, you're filling the hole with stuff. And yeah. where do you get that stuff? You from, have to take it from other people. Exactly, because you're on the organ drum. But I think if you're in that tight of a community and you're seeing what what's happening and you're not doing anything about it because, I don't know, the sake of being Midwest nice, like, I feel like there's some need for, like, Midwest community nice. care here. Yes, but in 1847, is community care gentle? Well. Right, so I think maybe... Well, I mean, we'll see how it is. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, alert, that comes up. Yeah, it'll come back up to bite us. I, I ultimately feel like the other, her, Mrs. Kanker's peers kind of let her down and kind of let the situation fester and become worse than it needed to get. Yeah. And we'll see why. Yeah, yeah, we'll keep, we'll keep going. Um, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This is fun. I'm looking at page 97 mm-hmm. when they get to the mineral springs. Oh, yeah. Um, at supper, so at this mineral springs, um, the water that comes out is effectively carbonated. They call it the beer springs because mm-hmm. beer at that point in time was carbonated as well, just like a soda is. Mm-hmm. Um, so they make their kind of like homemade pop. Yeah. Uh, or as other people would call it, soda. Soda. Um, but in Michigan, we call it pop. I call it soda. I say soda as well because that's what I grew up in Wisconsin saying. And Mm. also, it's a prettier word. It is a prettier word. I grew up saying pop. And then um, one of my friends who said soda, like, laid out for me. I was like, why do you call it soda? And she's like, well, it's... Here's the history of the drink. You know, it's called... It's the ingredient is called soda water. And I was like, that's valid. Yeah. And I just changed... (laughs) Yeah, no, that's fine. I just like it because it's prettier. Yeah, and it Uh, is prettier. I decided it was a prettier word. Yeah. So they make it out of um, raspberries um, and sugar with a little bit of this mineral water. um, And they do the same with a simple citrus syrup to make lemonade. So they had sort of like raspberry lemonade soda. Sounds delicious. Doesn't that sound so refreshing? Mm. I want to make it. Yeah. Yeah. You should get a soda stream. We have have more... um, (laughs) Of Hattie's infatuation with Pepper. Yep. Uh, we're still in the Bear River. It's the same beautiful green as Pepper's eyes. And Wade's. <laughs> and Wade's. Also Wade's. Also Wade's. I said Wade. Um, I said his I said his name first. Yeah. No, I just said it second, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then like later in the same entry, um, she's still I was so pleased to have Pepper to myself after all afternoon. We lay in the grass and stared up at the clouds. I asked her what it was like to have a husband. After a long while, she turned her face towards me. How pretty she looked. Her green eyes and cheeks high with color. <laughs> I just... It's... Like, I, I, I wrote... I was like, I know that girls can be just friends. Like, I know this. I have several. But come on. Are you telling me you're a little bit in love with me? Because... I mean... Same seas? Yeah. But this is... This is gay. <laughs> yes. No. I... <laughs> Dear Christina Gregory, this book's real gay, and I'm so happy about it. I'm so happy. I could be more pleased. 
Speaking of um, happy, mm-hmm. let's talk about something kind of sad. Oh, it does take a turn. Huh? Yeah. Oh, my God. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Like the Snake River, which is where we've arrived. Yeah. Um, and apparently this water is just incredibly wild and really mm. twisting and turning uh, and just going. Um, and so they are following these very high cliffs. Um, and just trying to cross, how, cross, cross, how, how adding speed. How far have you uh, gone ahead? What page are you on now? I'm on 105 right now. <laughs> Every time I think, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's just on the next page. You're like 10 pages ahead. Oh, <laughs> yeah. sorry. Yeah. I always worry that we... No, no, you're good. You're good. You're keeping pace. Oh, okay. Well, listen, I stand by that word. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just let that go. So we have just discovered that... Mrs. Kenker has stolen Aunt June's beautiful lace apron. Yeah. And she's off serving pie to people. And we're really, really, really... I do want to talk it. about, before before we get too much into the Kenkers, um, but um, there's more stuff um, that, like, uh, Native Americans keep coming up yeah. again, again in this In book. individual... And I do want to say we're recording this on Indigenous Peoples Day. We are. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Happy, happy. Um, and... This is like a common theme in this book, and I was really worried about it. But I think she, like, she's they're handling it with a level of sensitivity that I think is pretty good. I want to say it's pretty good. I'm not, I'm, I'm not an indigenous person, so I cannot speak for you know how they would see it. But I think from the perspective of a white person who's writing for a mostly white audience, let's be honest, she keeps, you know, having the like. Uh, a few pages back we see uh, a wagon that ha- they thought was just hit with hail but it turns out they're arrow holes yeah. and they find you know, a body that they is find shallow a- buried mm-hmm. they find a body and they, they realize that they were raided by a Native American tribe and so she's like scared about that um, and then but a few pages later um, you know she's thinking about it and uh, or in, she, they meet um, some new people, some new Native Americans that, from the Blackfeet tribe, and um, you know, they kind of come to trade, and so this is a much more friendly um, interaction. And she says, "I've decided Indians are like white folks, and that some are honest and kind, and others are liars and thieves." And yeah, like that's a good, yeah. valid lesson. People um, are just people all over. People are just people. I there's. Um, Ibram X. Kendi talks about that in his books, um, that the if you can break through to, you know, breaking the stereotypes of either, you know, the savage Indian or the the noble, like, you know, the, it's either one or the other in people's minds. Either they're totally lawless and, you know, killing people mercilessly or they're, you know, the, the single Native American man with the tear. Ugh you know flying down his cheek looking at uh, you know litter and and it's just important to get through that and and realize that just like people in your own (laughs) group yep there's good people and bad people yeah that's all yeah and some of them will be very noble and some of them will be very lawless and and some of them will be in between like most of us are yeah yeah Yeah, 100 percent. anyway so yes the cankers back to them um yeah, so we realize that Aunt June's apron is missing. And here's again where I was like, I don't know. Like, somebody do something. Somebody do something. Yeah, because. I appreciate that you're a woman of action. 
I, I just feel like they don't do anything and this is how we get into the situation that comes later. Because yeah. Aunt June is like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. She needs that apron more than I do. It's not worth making a fuss. I'm like, it's not that I think that she, we need to, like, chastise Mrs. Kanker. Although, like, it would be, I think, worth calling out and be like, hey, that's mine. Like, let's talk about well, this. Well, let me ask you this. You do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a really uncomfortable conversation. It's super uncomfortable. And I think that's what most people in our culture don't want to what have. What happens after? Exactly. I know. No, I'm asking. Like, if you were to do this, mm-hmm. put yourself in their shoes. But I think you have to... How do you think that would resolve within this, you know, very extreme social situation? Well, yeah, I don't know. But, like, I think there has to be a conversation about, like, why this is happening you know, and, and maybe that would lead to more opening up of like, oh, I my son's died. Like, I'm just feeling so, I'm feeling so empty. I, I like, I don't, I don't, I'm not good at having those confrontational conversations. Um, and I have a, a way of thinking in my mind how I would love for them to go. Right. <laughs> but, and, I, and that's certainly what I would want is to like, let's talk about like what's bothering you and like why you have these compulsions to steal and like. Um, In my experience, anytime I try to put somebody on the spot and be oh, like, yeah. aha, shut look down. how wrong you are. Yeah. It's not even that. It's not even that they're going to shut down. They will. That's yeah, true. They will. Um, but in the end, I don't get anything out of it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel satisfied. Yeah. There's no change I guess in what I want. I just get frustrated at the like, well, we just have to let this happen because if we said anything, it would be uncomfortable. Eventually, mm-hmm. truth will out. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk to you about page 109. Okay. If that's okay. We are dumping things on the side yeah. of the trail again. And this time it is a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. Like really things that we thought we would never get rid of. Um, after ta- after Pa talked to Mom, uh, Ma, he took the big trunk full of my sister's things mm-hmm. and left it on the side of the trail. He also set out the porcelain wash bowl and the cabinet that had been our grandparents, Ma's wedding dress, and a box of his own tools. That is a lot of stuff. Yeah. You are going to need tools when you mm-hmm. get to Oregon. You are going to need wash basins to mm-hmm. try it. Like, not just, that's not vanity. You will need to wash your bodies right. to keep yourselves healthy and safe. Mm-hmm. So, like, they are making some very big cuts here. Mm-hmm. And as they're doing this, Uh, Hattie goes up and she just wants to see her sister's dresses one more time. Mm -hmm. And her mom says, it's time to move on, Hattie. Mm -hmm. When the wagons pulled away, it looked like we'd left behind a general store. There were piles of books and plates, coffee little tools, roll top desk, etc. But here, Mama said, do not worry, Hattie. Our home is our family, not our possessions. Mm -hmm. As you know, I've been writing down values that come across in this book. And that is one of the values that I wrote down. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought that it's a good one. Um, Often we confuse our stuff for what's important. Uh, The movie Fight Club taught us about that. I guess. Yeah, it didn't teach us anything. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but there, there was a line on that page that made me... A little frustrated though because pause like 
Pa reminded her that Oregon is our last chance to follow a dream. Now, like a few pages before. Whose dream? Exactly. Yeah. Whose dream? Because a few pages before, Ma was like, well, what if we just stay, like they were at a fort. And she's like, what if we just stay here? This is great farmland. We could live here. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, no, no, no. We have to fulfill our dream. And he's like, no, that's your dream. Right. It is not our dream. (laughs) My dream is to have living children in Missouri. What are you doing? So I get a little salty when he's like, no. We have this is the dream. It's like, th- mm. yeah, I'm just repeating myself, but I get frustrated. I understand. Let's talk about page 112. Okay, things have come to a head. Wait, we need to go back a little go bit. Go back to where the where it happens uh, on page 110 to 11. Okay, go back one right before our eyes. <laughs> so, yes, so we are on 110. Um, we're still kind of talking about yes, um, Mrs. Kanker and our feelings about her. Um, then they get to a place called Thousand Springs, um, and it is hot outside. It's 101 degrees, and they're by a river, and uh, but they're like high above it, like a well, like a, yeah. a couple hundred foot drop cliff face, yeah, it's like sort a of gorge thing. or a yeah, yeah canyon or something. Um, and so they're just seeing this um, Thousand Springs below. Um, and we hear uh, Mrs. Kanker gets into an argument with Tall Joe. Soon there are fists. Because she doesn't want to part with her things. Yeah, they keep telling her, you have to leave stuff behind, and your she oxen won't. are dying in and, groups. And if your oxen die, like, we're going to leave you behind because we can't. Right. You know. What else can we do? Yeah. Um, it's a very communal atmosphere where it's like everyone has to pull their weight, literally. Right. Um, and if you can't, you got, like, there's only so much to help people out with and you got to do your part um so you know they kind of get into a fight and they're like come on you have we have a long journey ahead of us um and then in the middle of this uh, before you could say anything else mr kanker did a terrible thing he brushed the dirt off his sleeves and said to tall joe you ain't telling me what to do anymore it's hot and whether you like it or not i'm gonna take a swim then right before our eyes, old Mr. Kanker walked to the edge of the cliff, stepped into midair, and dropped out of sight. And, oh, I'm, uh, yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? Know, it just came out of nowhere. Well, and things immediately continue. Like, mm-hmm. you would think that would be the end of the action, but there's actually continued action mm-hmm. going on to the next page. They, Everybody in the community can finally see inside Mrs. Kenker's yeah, um, because wagon and they're sealing all of their stolen yeah. things and how many things she has hoarded. It's ripping through the roof of her canvas. Mm-hmm. Like this is completely out of hand. And to an extent, you're right. They all let it get out of hand. They let it get out of hand. And cause so people are like, I mean, your husband is now gone because there, he did. Right. He you doesn't have to manage it. this by yourself. <laughs> you now. have to manage this. And so we have to, you know, take a look at your cart to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's chock full of stuff. Um, and they find all of their things. And I watched from a distance as folks took back their possessions. Mrs. Big stood next to me, also watching, rolling her sleeves up over her big arms. She said, Hattie, as hard as it is, we need to be kind to Mrs. Kanker, whether she deserves it or not. That's what mercy is, honey. Oh, I liked that. I wrote that down also. Yeah. That that was a good value for this book. It's a good value. But again, it's just like, let people do things to you and just forgive them. That's where it kind of takes a turn for me because I have seen that dark side. Yep. Um, Lord knows I have been 
I, it has happened to me. Yeah. And I have absolutely. let it go. And I think there's a, you have to discern where that line is between yeah. like. It's a hard thing. Being assertive for yourself and your feelings and your community and, and knowing when it's a time to like, no, just let them just. Right. And, and for this, I feel like they're, they should be stepping in because it's not helping Mrs. Kanker either to just let this happen. Because I feel like uh, this is why we lost Mr. Kanker. Well, I don't know if her hoarding and thievery is why we lost Mr. Kanker or if both of them are just going mad and yeah. they're an individual Maybe they're way. both on the same minds. And Grief just... is weird. It grief is. makes you do some really weird things. And yeah. there are so many different kinds of grief. Not just the grief of losing household possessions or the grief of losing your children. There's mm-hmm. a lot of different grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of it is... It yeah. will continue forever. But I have to wonder if, like, the adults were checking in on them more. If they would have been able to even, not even, like, confronting them about their stolen things. But even just, like, hey, how are you? Like, are we, Do you think this what's going is on? part of that I- American ideal of rugged individualism? I think a little bit. It, but it we also, don't check on people because they don't need help because, of course, they don't. But I, I, But I'm not getting that vibe so much as... Like, well, we just have to be kind to each other. And I think part of being kind is coming alongside someone who you can tell is struggling and talking it through and actually getting to the root of what's going on instead of just passively letting things happen. Well, not to just keep going in circles, but did the (laughs) adults know? Right, Mrs. Big knew. Mrs. Big knew. Um, (laughs) So surely other people knew. But let me ask you this. Uh Mrs. Big knows, right? She's aware of the idea of everything that's happening yeah. all the way through but she is the one who is taking care of her oxen and yeah. moving her large body and moving her husband's body and oh yeah i mean if she's the only one that knows and she has all of her own stuff to deal with right and we know that one of the reasons in america today that people still don't have the access to mental health care that they need um, is because we are purposefully kept too busy yeah too stressed out yeah to to do things like that mm-hmm. that will make us healthier or get us better wages, mm-hmm. uh, get us a decent education, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean that's that is true and it's tragic. And I think when when we say things like oh, ask for help, you know, reach out to someone if you're struggling, that's hard. Yeah, I've never been able to do it. Yeah, I I I, I do rely on you and David because I trust you guys enough mm-hmm. to be like, hey, I'm. I'm in a coma. Can you go watch the dog? <laughs> like, yeah. I know that the dog will be taken care yeah. of. And I know that I can rely on you mm-hmm. in that way. But if I'm like, hey, I'm really sad. Can we talk about it for mm-hmm. 20 minutes? Mm-hmm. Uh, I struggle with that. It's hard. It's I don't hard know to that I've that. ever mm-hmm. done. Like in our friendship, have I ever? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, we've talked about stuff. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Like me being like, hey. If you don't hear from me for 24 hours, call the cops. Uh, Other stuff, too. Like, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I do think that it's hard to speak up when you're struggling. And do, and so I and it's also hard to to keep an eye on people if you're the only if you're busy with your own things. But mm-hmm. I do think there's part of being in community is keeping an eye on each other yeah. and like kind of noticing when things are off I and think stepping in. The function of a neighborhood watch should be larger than watching for crime. Yeah. yeah right? it should, like this thievery is yeah. a problem, but also there's a person who is deeply hurting in yeah. your community and, and I they feel need like, help. I feel like more people than Mrs. Big had to have noticed. 
at the very least, Aunt Jane. I mean, Hattie. June, Aunt, Aunt June. June. Yeah. I think Aunt she's... Aunt June knew. She's got the Hattie full knew, picture. and she's a child. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I think people should have come alongside her. Anyway. I like that phrase, come alongside. That's... Because, mm-hmm. like... That's nice. It's not a a retributive, you know, like, you've done something wrong. It's like, hey, I notice you're struggling. Like, how can we... Like, the best cars, the best cars, the best conversations happen between you and your friend in the car when you're just driving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Come alongside. Come alongside. I like it. I think that's a good lesson for this book. And I do think, even though it doesn't say it overtly, I do think it's in there. I, I think you absolutely make a very good point. I'm not, I, yeah, like, I, I'm frustrated with this storyline, but not in a way that I'm like, this is a bad story. <laughs> well, and it, at the end of it, we do, it does come full circle. Yeah, we get we, some we resolution. Get some resolution. I think it's, I think it's an interesting plot line, and it, it raises a lot of points to discuss. Speaking of <sighs> the next plot line, mm-hmm. uh, we're about to ford uh, one of the last Ooh, rivers. Yeah and we're at fort boise this water's coming and then aunt june's water breaks so she is having a baby and there's nothing nobody can do about it and they still have to ford all this yeah they're fording a river and she is in labor in active labor while fording a river jiminy christmas as she says why god sends babies into the world at times like this i'll never understand uh yeah clout probably <laughs> Look what the, I can make him do. God's clout or the baby's clout? Nah, God's. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so th- everyone, like, realizes this is happening. And a bunch of people kind of donate, um, like, chairs and stuff to kind of, like, build. Get her up out of the water. Out of the water. And I was like, oh, she doesn't want to have a water birth. <laughs> no. That water has to be furious with Yeah, but think about, the, think about how the chairs are going to get all... Well, I don't want you. you Listen, don't. let's. <laughs> and uh, the baby arrives. It's named River. Yeah. Hooray! And River as, and Valentine, which as, is cute. As the rest of the the wagons, there's the word. Yeah. As the rest of the wagons go through, unfortunately, Mrs. Biggs tips. Yes. And she is lost. I. Oh my God! I thought this this was, was cruel. This was an emotional roller coaster. I was like, "Yay, baby." Um, and then immediately I was like, wait, what, what, what? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> yep. I thought the baby was going to be the problem. I was all I, set to. I was, I was set to just say like goodbye, a, baby. <laughs> oh, I was, I thought we were going to lose Aunt June. That too. Um, but we don't. We, we don't. Sarah Big. And uh, I loved Sarah Big because Big Identify, she's a big bodied woman. I'm a big bodied woman. A big, yeah. And she's big in every way and every best way like yeah. she was such a good but maybe not a great swimmer well yeah but like she can't be perfect at everything i will say though um i did smirk a little bit because having been in an extra super large body mm-hmm. uh i was really good at swimming because i float right yeah so i feel like mrs big could have pulled this one out she i think it's down to the current and maybe she was tangled up in clothes yeah, and stuff that's true so, I never had to wear, you know, skirts down to my... skirts, Exactly. Yeah. That's how they get you. I just... I love Mrs. Big and her small husband. I just... Yeah. I love them together. And his little tiny wagon. And his small wagon. I and will... Spoiler alert. He does push on and he yes. makes it and he ends up being everybody's grandpa. 
Yeah, because of course and they he make does. him like a wheelchair. Yeah, and it's great. It, How cool is that? Yeah. So it, there's some silver lining, but like it, I was, and I and Hattie is so sad, and I after everything else, Hattie has lost along the way. Mm-hmm. But she had grown so close to Mrs. Big. I believe at one point in time she says she's her closest friend besides Pepper. I think that's true. Whoa. Yeah. Right? And then she she watches her fall into this water. She, and this one thing, that mm-hmm. she, this one fear that Hattie had that she thought she'd gotten past. Mm-hmm. Yikes. And and she just watches it happen and she feels like powerless to yeah. help because she's Absolutely dealing powerless with to help. her own. I mean, she's not. She's a tiny child. She's right. not going to help. And she has, uh, I think, a baby in a, her arms a, at yeah. that point because yeah. they're dealing with aunt june in other ways so they make it uh Uh, and we have just a little bit further to go yes we're gonna keep trucking along um do 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 she's sad that like nobody's talking about mrs big anymore because they're just like we gotta keep moving we gotta go on well i think eventually when so many bad things have happened yeah what do you even say oh, or do? I, yeah, I think that's, yeah, they're, they're just, they've dealt with so much. And, and Wade kind of talks to her about it. Um, and she decides she and Wade are just friends. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, well, that happened suddenly. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We do see the Blue Mountains of Oregon for the first time at this, yeah. at this point, though. We get to the mountains um we we there's two more babies born there's twins named sarah after mrs big and blue after the blue mountains Um, one of those kids got a raw deal in the name department and that one is named blue um (laughs) um, tall joe says winter is coming (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah and it's true we are getting it's getting cold they're in the mountains it's getting rainy um that part of the country is a technical rainforest, so yeah. that is accurate. Um, we we get a little uh, hint of foreshadowing. So back in the very beginning, um, Aunt June decided to come on this journey because she said, oh, my friend... Narcissa Whitman. Narcissa Whitman went out there and I was a real life person I discovered. a real person. I, didn't I thought realize. that was made up. It I, wasn't. Too. <laughs> real person um who her and her husband went out west on one of the on the earliest organized wagon train we learned in 1830 something yeah and they started a mission out there and i have feelings about missions and native americans and they're mostly negative Blech. but we don't need to dwell on that right now <laughs> on this indigenous people's day it is worth saying it's worth saying that there was a whole lot of bad 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 stuff that came literally out of, bad faith yeah like just like yeah just i don't shady. know about this particular mission but just just i don't know up. what it is about the church that attracts liars but man it's well not. i have to <laughs> i have to provide some levelness that i think there's bad people everywhere but um and that is the lesson of this book there's bad people everywhere no i don't know it's fun to work yeah um Anyway, so yeah, she was like, oh, we should go visit them because they're kind of at this point where they would either turn north to go to visit the mission or keep going west. But winter's coming but on winter's early. But winter's coming 
And Tall Joe says, listen, if you go, we can't wait. Right. You um, have to stay there until just... next year. And so uh, Aunt June's like, you know what? She would understand. I'm just going to keep going. And we'll see how that turns out. Indeedly. Um. <clears throat> so we are going up to Barlow Pass. Um, and Tall Joe is very thrilled that they're not rafting the Columbia River, which was my favorite part of the Oregon Trail game. Yeah. Where you're like getting around the rocks in the river. Remember? I don't remember that part, but maybe (sighs) we had different additions. True. Um, At this point, you have to like choose, are you going to go Barlow Pass or are Mm -hmm. you going to raft the Columbia River? I likely didn't make it out that far. Oh, really? Did you get bored? No. Well, it was either that or I died or like... Gotcha. (laughs) I did make it to Oregon at least once. I do specifically remember that, but... My God, I made it to Oregon like every third time. Well, but you were also... Right. Killing off your I was enemies. not feeding people. So, <laughs> it's really easy if you're so making the horses don't pre- run. Don't pretend that you are an expert at this game. <laughs> well, I mean, in, an expert in, in the conventional way. I can't wait to play again. Yeah. I think I'm going to make Dan upload, upgrade my laptop until it is suitable to run the Oregon Trail. Yeah. And then I'm never talking to any of you people again. I get the old versions. I have tried. Listen. I've tried so hard. Mm-hmm. So the old like Windows DOS version that's mm-hmm. black and green. Yeah. That exists because that's version one. I had effectively version eight. I, and I it doesn't exist because it's not archived. It's it's software that they took and they they built version nine and version ten. And so version eight just gets watered down and disappears and that's what happened. That's so sad. It is sad. Oh. I think gold can stay, pony boy. pour one out for version eight that's right <laughs> anyway um we're so close yeah. uh, da, 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 da. so it's raining 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 um they they have to lose more things i know when how much stuff is left what are they pulling empty wagons of pencils what's happening exactly and because they're essentially out of all of their other clothes, so they're soaked to the bone and don't right. have anything else to put on. They, their shoes have disintegrated. They dumped. Yeah, she's wearing a wet strip of leather that she dries on her feet, and like and it might, squeezes. It might not even have that anymore. Right. No madness. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what they could possibly have left. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So their last two, they made it up Barlow Pass. But our last two oxen that came with us all the way from Independence gave out uh, just as we were ready to go down. So they have to leave their whole wagon under a ledge. Maybe it'll be useful to next year's travelers. So essentially, they're just walking with the clothes on their back. And I think she brings her grandmother's plate, her journal, and a spoon in her pocket the entire rest of the way. That's it. That's it. I mean, presumably... Either Ma or Pa have like a Dutch oven for cooking and like hopefully no, no. a hammer. It says specifically, why do eight women need eight Dutch ovens? Oh, right, right, right. They she all gets, share with the other they people. They all share. Well, I mean, yeah. that's good. Uh, the communist in me does like that mm-hmm. from those according to their talents to those according to their needs. Mm. Appreciate. Um, in fact, let's write it down in the values of the yeah. book. <laughs> <In> the values. <laughs> Yeah, why do eight women need eight judge puppets? So we turn the page. It is now December 23rd. And suddenly we've been in Oregon for a hot minute. 
like surprise um, we've been living here yeah two months they've been living in oregon whoa, 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 city whoa. you turn the page again that's like 10 pages 133 i'm on page 133 i'm on 128 that's five page hustle up they're yeah. walking and they're, they're dirty. walking keep going they're walking it's my birthday they're walking <laughs> did you write that in there yeah october 22nd it's my birthday <laughs> i always write that down you're hilarious um do 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 um yeah so they're they they reach oregon yeah they're in oregon on my birthday and they're in a tent and i wake i still wake up in the middle of the night and wonder are we really here and i drift back to sleep waking later to smell the coffee and the trip's over they did it it's over they're in tents yeah and then we turn the page and then it's december Two months um, later. And we learn a little bit about a measles epidemic and everything that was happening with Narcissa Whitman. Oh, yeah. Well, and they're in a cabin. Yep. So yep. we've upgraded. Papa's built a cabin remarkably fast, I think. Like, that's crazy fast. That's communism, baby. Yeah. I wish I knew the, the Russian, the, the USSR anthem. I'm sure it's available somewhere. <laughs> Uh, Danny put that in. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they're in a cabin. Um, oh, and we find out that Pepper is pregnant. <laughs> There was a hint of it earlier. Uh, With the blushing? No. When I told Ma about... Pepper says she feels sick, but she keeps going anyhow with long, slow steps. When I told Ma about Pepper's illness, she just smiled and told me not to worry. It's a 15-year-old child. No, I know. Yeah, it's bad. That's not good. It's not good. It's not good. I am angry. Yeah. Ruby, don't you dare. Okay. Okay, so we learn about Narcissa Whitman. Um, men rode into town with the news that just about, just about broke Aunt June's heart. On November 29th, her friend Narcissa Whitman was murdered, along with her husband Marcus and 12 others, many of them children. Uh, we still don't know the whole story, but it seems there was a measles epidemic. Uh, when some Indian children died, the, the Cayuse thought Dr. Whitman was a sorcerer, so they burned down the mission. Yep. And uh, yeah, so Ed June's like, thank goodness we didn't go there. Right. Had we been there. Yeah. Whoops. Whoops. Um, and then we come back to Mrs. Kanker again. Um, she made her way. She She's there with them. She's been invited to Christmas, but she doesn't quite know how to behave. Clearly. But she's still shunned by many of the folks, which I think. I think in the town, though. In the not town. Not in this cabin. She is shunned by many of the folks from our wagon train, including me. And I think these adults need to be better. Um, And that's what I will say about that. Um, And so, but Ma says we should invite Mrs. Kanker to our Christmas dinner. I said, no, not until she says she's sorry. But then, but then they're like, again, oh, well, we just need to forgive her. (laughs) It just makes me crazy. Um, I honestly don't know the answer. Yeah. We, I mean, we've, we, we, we don't need to get it. <sighs> sure. Yeah. It's just like, let this sit back, see that things are happening, but don't say anything. 
because that would be rude right. and let's uncomfortable. Just burden our children with and this. so let's just you know let it let it fester, let it fester, let it fester, and then it bubbles over and bursts, and then everyone's all mad. And then you shun this person. Right. So she went from but then still dealing say, with mental illness to now dealing with being a social outcast. So like, she's a complete no social way. outcast. But then also people are like, well, you need to just forget it and forgive her. But, but also, still shunning her. we're still shunning her. Yeah. 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 Full <laughs> of crap. Adults are full of baloney. And I, I just think this is a lesson of like adults aren't always the most mature. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah. They okay. So moving on. Yeah, they, they write letters to friends in Boonville, telling them to come to Oregon. And I was like, really? <laughs> After all that you went through, I would be like, don't ever leave Missouri. Don't do just this. stay there. Just stay there. Deal with the swamp flies. Listen, things are fine here, but like, look at what we had to go through. Right. The in between was not fine. No, I watched so many people die, so and I'm a 15 year old girl. And she's like, yeah, come. <laughs> See you soon. See you soon. Jiminy Christmas. To be fair, though, she's like, well, my letter probably won't get there for a year. And then, I mean. Time for the Civil War. No. I I mean, the Transcontinental Railroad's going to come. Oh, yeah. That'll make it easier. Yeah. Um, Or at least, like, in the 1850s, it'll get a lot easier because there will be more uh, societies, you know, forts and stuff. So, yeah, Christmas comes. Um everyone comes over to hall joe's there uh with his sea captain friend okay. yeah okay um <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing to hint that but right now let's put it in i'm just putting it out there um Peppered throughout yeah uh, mrs canker comes she kind of keeps to herself the entire time uh, because nobody's really including her. Yeah, I, and I, I pity I've, her i'm coming full circle to be like yeah i was mad at you but like now that people are have treated you this way and are shunning you now like yeah i feel bad for you now yeah because it shouldn't have gotten this far um and then and so hattie begins to feel bad for her and so she goes upstairs to her room and she grabs the spoon that mrs kanker had stolen and she got back and she wraps it in a ribbon and gives it to mrs kanker as a gift and mrs kanker's you know gets a little teary-eyed and she says thank you and then she wanders off um and and she says i felt good for the first time in months i wanted to be kind to mrs canker maybe what ma said yesterday is true she said you give forth you are if you give forth you're beginning to forgive um i don't like that yeah. i mean I, I get it but it's just a i get too it pat. I, again yeah i think it's too Stand up for yourself a little bit. I don't know. Truly, the thing that would have helped is what you were saying about coming alongside Mrs. Kenker. Yeah. You know, like observing that maybe not all is right in Denmark and mm-hmm. taking a minute to do something, one yeah. adult to another, instead yeah. of putting this on a child, which I recognize she's our point of view character. They didn't necessarily purposely put it on a child, but she noticed it and didn't feel like she could say anything because the adults weren't saying anything right all of the adults are in their own individual crisis and it allowed some of these crises to get out of control and Mm -hmm. that is the whole problem everywhere forever yeah be kind to each other come alongside each other um so she goes back into the house um wade was waiting for me in the doorway he is taller than when we first met back in missouri and tonight he wore a new cloth coat with a string tie he was smiling when he stepped out and took my arm. Come on, hey. 
Uh, and then they go. Did and, you have to use the accent? Come on, Hattie. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, so they go back inside, and then there's you know there's music playing, there's fiddlers and um, banjo, and she's and then uh, when I saw Mama out on the dance floor with Pa, her arm looped through his, her head thrown back in laughter. I knew we were really, truly, finally in Oregon. Just girl, like you've been that. here for two months, but okay. It's nice. It is nice. Well, and earlier she said, we're, we're in Oregon now, Ma. Can't we celebrate? And she's like, no, I need a house. Right. I'll celebrate Relatable. Later. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, yeah. This girl went through a lot. Yeah. A lot of death. Losing oh. all of her possessions. A um, lot of very shocking deaths. Yes. Right? Like, she was already familiar with the deaths of her three older sisters. Right. Even right? before she left. Right. Uh, and then things just kept getting worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, my favorite part of this whole book is when her uncle's body uh, <laughs> gets pulled under the paddle wheel. Uh, comedy like that. I mean, is, Anne June's like, that was hilarious. It <laughs> was the best thing I ever saw. Yeah, I really enjoyed this book. Mm-hmm. I will go so far as to put it at my number two. Ooh, which one do you think is better? The Picture of Freedom. Oh, yeah. Picture of Freedom's better. I think, yeah, I do, I, I I think I see why this book really leaves an impression on people, uh, because it is so dramatic, and so much, yeah. there's so... Mm. She literally gets saddled with an involuntary manslaughter situation. But everyone understands. <laughs> I'm so glad. What are you gonna do? Right. Uh, yeah, so uh, should we uh, quickly recap the epilogue? Um, oh, yeah, please. Yeah. Sorry, so, I always kind of skip over those. I'm like, yeah. Right, and, and then the, the book ends. The story's over. Um, yeah, so uh, 1848 comes along. Pepper and Gideon have a baby boy named Michael. Um, and on Christmas Eve of that year, so... Uh, to Who's be, Gideon? Do we meet Gideon? Gideon is Pepper's husband. Oh, But we don't oh, care oh, about oh, him, oh, yeah, remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> He's, yeah, yeah. he's immaterial because he's not Pepper. Right. <laughs> but, but a year... I've completely forgotten his name. A, a year from the last entry, Wade and Hattie get married. Yeah. So... Which she, so eventually she changes her mind about him. Children marrying children. Yep. <laughs> but, okay, so they get married. They're unable to have children of their own. Harsh. Um, but they end up adopting... Uh, six-year-old twins Sarah and Blue when their parents died in a buggy crash. And then they changed Blue's name Chris- to something less silly. His name is William now. His name is William. Christiana Gregory does not let off the gas nope. in the epilogue. Nope. She's like, by the way, there's still more pain there's here. There's still horror to be visited upon these people. Um, yeah, so but Hattie and Pepper give to live next to each other. Um in their closeted cells. <laughs> right. Good for them. Good for them. And they always share a vegetable Hattie, garden. Hattie That's... has her stand-in for Pepper, which is her twin brother, Wade. Right. Listen, this is our headcanon, and you can't... Right. You can't Nobody come... can take this away from us. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll probably get an ugly email about it, but that's fine. No. We are very adept at ignoring those. No. We have the best listeners. Um, Mrs. Kenker dies alone in the cottage on the edge of town one summer afternoon in 1849. And then we find her body after two weeks. After two weeks. Which tells me nothing has changed. Yeah. Still being shunned. (laughs) Still being shunned. She's on the edge of town. Yeah. I feel bad for her. 
Um, Aunt June and Uncle Tim have three sons, Henry, Tom, and Adam, who all go to California to mine for gold. We'll get to that topic in a later book. Um, and That's then, coming quick. Yeah, they basically go to, there's people in San Francisco, blah, blah, blah. We don't really find out, like, how Hattie dies, but that's fine. <laughs> Hattie bites at the end. Yeah. Because everybody must eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked this book. I think I like my ranking is Picture of Freedom, mm-hmm. uh, this one, Yeah. Uh, Winter of the Red Snow, mm-hmm. Journey to the New World. And then... Uh, when will this cruel war be over doesn't even merit a mention <laughs> trying to repress that that book ever existed <laughs> want to go inside my house where it's warm yeah let's let's put this book to bed um we will be back uh next episode with a very special guest um who 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 knows a little something about the national parks one of kate's favorite topics Ugh. uh so we will be back with that later and then we will be moving on to uh, the one long about way the from mills. Home, Irish mill girl. <laughs> yes, a long way from home. We already have those books. Mary Driscoll, Mary Irish Driscoll. mill girl. You are already having a moment with this book, aren't you? Yes. The fact that you've internalized her name from when you were like Mary in second grade. Driscoll. No, I just looked it up to oh, tell you, you what oh, book okay. to get. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like, it's my favorite one. It's my. F- it's it's good. I'm looking forward to it. It's no Titanic, but you I'm know. looking forward to that one. Yeah, that one's coming. Mm. Alrighty. Alrighty, idea. Um, we don't have a good sign we off. We continue to not have a man, I'm telling you. Our sign off is an awkward, prolonged Midwestern goodbye. Keep reading, y'all. Hey, thanks for listening. We'd like to thank Erica Page for creating our amazing intro and outro music, Callie Charing for being the best research librarian we know, and the world's best editor, Danny Heck. Feel free to reach out to them with contact info in the description. <laughs>